What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Drink Up, a college rugby pod. My name is Zach Lanning, and I am here, as I have always been and will always be, with my buddy Colby Marshall. Uh, Colby, what's going on? How you doing? Zach, I think we're soulmates. I think we were <laughs> destined to do this for the rest of our lives. I'm doing great. I can't complain. We're back as the dynamic duo on The Drink Up. MLR draft is tomorrow. Exciting times. We're going to have on Aaron Gray later in the episode to talk about what he's been doing how he's been preparing for the possibility of playing pro rugby in a couple of months. I mean, he's a guy that is a USA All-American. He won rugby back of the year for Rugby East in 2019 and is a USA Falcon, has a lot of experience playing at a high level in the sevens game. And so he's somebody that I can't wait to meet and can't wait to talk to. But yeah, I'm with you, Colby. Uh, I am really excited to kind of you know chat with him about uh his his game just watching his highlights and seeing just how silly he makes dudes look on the other team um i'm hoping he doesn't do that to me on the pod uh it's a little you know obviously to be a little easier uh so but it it was really just great to to watch and and i'm I'm looking forward to to chatting with him later and we got a lot of dope content uh coming you know uh, like that we're going to have it all the time. So if you're listening for the first time or if you listen to our first few episodes, just make sure you subscribe um, or rate you know, and review. Leave us some thoughts. Let us know how you feel, anything we can do better. Don't be super mean. I'm a little sensitive. But you know, any thoughts that you think you, know, you, you want to add to the pod, things we can do, talk about, we're, we're super open to it. Um, you know, like Colby said, we're obviously the best two college rugby podcasters in the game right now, but we are not too, you know, we're not so uh, uh, not humble that we're above, you know, kind of tweaking, making little tweaks like that. Um, so we, we understand to be the best. You got to got to maintain and constantly uh, change your game. So we stay grounded. Right. Yeah. That's we're the best at being humble as well. Uh, so balance is the key. Balance is the key. <laughs> Matt McCarthy, take notes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> hope you're listening in. Um, but yeah, before we get into some some draft stuff, before we get into the interview with Aaron, there is you know not a lot of pro games happening, but there is a lot to talk about in the rugby world. It's kind of a crazy time, a lot of news coming out. So we're gonna get into a segment that I we're gonna try. I'm gonna trial balloon this right now with you, Colby. I kind of want to call our news section the big container. So I don't know is that something a term you're familiar with? It's something that from my college days um, that came about uh, as a part of our our drink ups or kind of our post match celebrations. Uh, I'm not sure if that was something that you partook in as well or are familiar with. Now, when I hear that, Zach, I'm imagining a bunch of rugby players in a big container just just bunched up together in a big container, all sweaty after a game. Like what, what is the, what, tell me more about this. So yeah, it wasn't necessarily us in the container, unless you want to call any of the off-campus basements we were in uh, containers that probably, you know, they were not large, but this is more uh, a post-match beverage or two that you put into a large container. And then again, pre, this is pre pandemic times. You take that big container and you kind of pass it around the team uh, and you chant who wants to drink from the big container. And then you say someone's name as you kind of go around. Uh, so just kind of a fun team building thing. Get everybody involved, uh, you know, kind of communal sharing of, of some libations after a game. Uh, maybe not the most hygienic thing to do, but definitely a fun time. Um, so so, that, so that's, since you guys weren't winning trophies and couldn't drink <laughs> out of trophies, you know, how normal teams do, you did containers. 
Touche. Yes, it was. We had to substitute some uh, some giant like Tupperwares that, you know, we use other times to steal leftovers from the cafeteria because uh, we did not have any hardware uh, to, to drink out of. We were damn happy about it. So we did we did what we did uh, our best with what we had at hand. You and Iona probably, you know, you guys had a whole wall of trophies to drink out of. We had our fair share of conference <laughs> championships. We played in a weaker conference, but we had our fair share. I don't think we ever got a trophy, though, which is something that we got sevens trophies, but they were too small to do anything with, to be honest. That's what I stuff like, you know, with the MLR, you win the shield. It's tough to drink out of a shield, like, or the plate. If you're a plate finalist, you know, you got to win the bowl, I think, which is like a third place thing in the game. So. Maybe There's you some frosted flakes in that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That ends up being a cereal bowl for uh, for the team captain. Uh, but so we'll try it out. We'll call it the big container. I think it's a, uh, you know, it kind of contains all of the things we want to talk about around the rugby world. Maybe and we if can we hate ask it, we hate our it. fans, our followers, see what they think. Yes, Do a definitely. Twitter poll. Oh, now you're talking. It's some social media up in here. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see what you guys think. Yeah, we'll put it out to you guys. If you have better suggestions too, let us know uh, anything from, you know, your college days. Uh, But let's, you know, now that we're going to try to balloon this, like I said, so let's get into it a little bit. In the big container today, we're going to start off uh, with some, we talked about this on our show last week, the National Club Sevens results that uh, the Sevens tournament in Washington uh, over the whole weekend last weekend. Winners for that uh, on the men's side, the Chicago Lions uh, kind of pulled off a bit of a, an upset um, on, against, you know, the, the home team in that the Washington Athletic Club had a lot of MLR players, uh, Cole Zarconi, Tommy Clark, a couple draft picks um, from, you know, from last year's draft as well. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was Chicago Lions that took it, uh, you know, and they, they uh, yeah, again, so they were the champions on the men's side. And then on the women's side, it was Scion who just destroyed everybody in their wake, uh, you know, they, they won the final 40 to nothing over life West. And then they outscored their opponents on the whole, you know, across the tournament, uh, 247 to 19, which is, which is pretty insane. Yeah. Not a scoreline. You want to be on the wrong end of, I don't, I don't believe. So yeah, some great rugby played, uh, you know, across that weekend, it was good to, to see some, some college talent out there. Some, you know, some alumni come back and play with some of their teammates as well. I will just note, Colby, really quickly, uh, I saw some complaints on Twitter about the quality of the, the broadcasting, and I it frustrated me. I would just say to that, you know, if you if you don't like what's happening, get involved. Put your hand up. You know, this is not a, a – uh, it's a difficult time in the sport to kind of get these things going. You know, obviously, this isn't the NFL. It's not a jillion-dollar operation, uh, you know, and if you think – that guys like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck just stroll into the booth on Sundays, you know, you're sadly mistaken. There's a lot of work that goes into that. They have pre-game meetings all week with coaches, players. They get producers feeding them information. They have spotters in the booth to, you know, show them what's happening. They have 27 cameras with all these feeds and different angles on things. Uh, with a sevens tournament like this, you don't have that. You know, you have some people who love the sport and are dedicated to the game, trying their best to, to spread that word. So I, I would say to those, I won't mention their names, although I will shout out Alex Corbacero, who did a great job on the mic that weekend and also is defending, uh, you know, the, the other broadcasters on Twitter, that if you think there can be something, you know, done better, put your hand up and uh, get involved other than, you know, just uh, complaining about it on Twitter. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. 
It's what your parents, what your mama should have told you growing up. <laughs> we shouldn't be us on the drink up here, you know, imparting that wisdom to you. Uh, but that is what you will get from us throughout the year. But yeah, you're exactly right, Colby. That's lesson number one, like day one stuff. Uh, so in other news, you know, across the, the rugby world, at the international level, Colby, the U.S. men's Eagles announced their roster for the World Cup qualifiers against Canada. A lot of, lot of big names on it. This is a really stacked team. Um, obviously, a lot of MLR players, uh, a lot of old-time, you know, I, I don't want to say old-timers, but a lot of experienced Eagles getting back into the lineup, some who didn't play in you know those earlier tests against England and Ireland. Just to mention a couple, Nate Augsburger at Scrum Half, uh, Dylan Fawcett, the butcher from Rugby United at Hooker, didn't play in those earlier tests. Uh, AJ McGinty, our, our, our savior at Fly Half, returning from injury, should be a huge addition to the lineup as well. So a lot of really talented guys on that team. Yeah, and Dylan Fawcett will be joined by Nate Brickley in that forward pack as well. Uh, two Rugby United guys that are going to obviously have the chemistry of playing together. And, I mean, honestly, looking at this team, you could make an all-MLR team just from the names here, Zach. Uh, Mika Cruze, Ryan James, who had a great ending to the LA Giltini season in that semifinal match where he scored the game-winning try. Luke Cardi, Bryce Campbell. I mean, the list goes on. Andrew Guerrero, who won uh, MLR Rookie of the Year. And he's someone that is going to benefit uh, heavily from this experience playing for his national team at this level with these group of players. Cam Dolan as well. Uh, the list goes on. The list really goes on. And Hanko Hermesis. <laughs> I hope Matt heard that one. That was a good. That was a good pronunciation <laughs> on my part. I think he he would be very impressed. Uh, I I am super pumped to see Hanko get some some action. I know he didn't start that first test, but his work rate is just bananas and you know he changes games just on effort alone and you know he's a great runner ball in hand does a lot of the dirty work uh another guy i don't want to make it too new york focused but ben bonasso who played really well for new york down the stretch as well uh named to this roster i'm excited to see what he brings to the table also um so you're right like this could be you know this is a who's who uh you know especially in the front row dino waldron a chance wingluski from rugby atl who didn't play in those earlier tests is going to be in this as well uh mikey sosini fun guy yeah, it's it's crazy. Ryan Mattias from from San Diego, who I thought had a really great year. Um, so it, it's it's going to be fun to watch. And Canada did not look amazing in their few tests uh, either. You know, I think we though we got absolutely destroyed by Ireland, looked a little bit better overall than Canada. So I think we have a really good chance in in these upcoming couple of matches. Uh, then when we all do have the All Blacks on the horizon as well. I don't know if we have a, a chance in that one, but uh, especially against Canada, I think we should do okay. I mean, never say never. That All Blacks game is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, I, who knows? I mean, we have some of the best players in Major League Rugby on this team right now. Who knows? Miracles happen. That would be. Never, that would be never a, know. Yeah, that would be a miracle, man. I, I'm I'm getting that, tickets. That game's so in DC. I, I was going to say, are you going to go? I'm going to go in case. I mean, the off chance there is a miracle. I don't think I would ever come home. I would just be partying like through, you know, just stay in DC and live there and just party every day in celebration um, because that would be really something. Um, and that would be huge for the, you know, for the the program in this in this country. Uh, but it should be a good game either way. Uh, get to see. I went to when the All Blacks played at Soldier Field in Chicago. This was oh, a yeah. few years ago. Um, many, actually, probably a f- more than a few, but uh, I saw Richie McCaw 
coming out of the hotel and he's just like he was the eight man for the all blacks for a long time great player just this huge like beast i've never like it was just (laughs) it was such an experience to witness this just mountain of a man come out of this hotel it was crazy you could tell who he was you know from far away because he just dwarfed all the other people like coming out of that hotel so even just seeing you know the all blacks on the field is is cool as well If, if if you know even if they end up wiping the floor with us but i think yeah we could make it competitive did you get the chance to say hello? Dude, I was too, like, uh, I had, to, I was stayed across the street. I was like, no way. I can't go over there. He was so big. I was <laughs> like, so I was intimidated. And he didn't even, like, look at me or anything. I was like, there's no, I'll just let him go about his day. I don't want to, because uh, I knew if I went over, I would probably accidentally bump him or something and spill his coffee. And he would just, like, destroy me in the middle of Chicago. Um, <laughs> so I, I tried to avoid any contact. But I just, from afar, I observed and I, I was in awe. Probably a missed opportunity. I'll see this year. Maybe I'll get on the field, you know, in the middle of the game and ask for some autographs. But no, if if you were to interact with him, then you would have spilled his coffee. That would have been a great uh, conversation starting point uh, this year if you were to run into him again. If I could even talk, I don't. I probably would have my jaw wired shut. I don't know if I would be uh, <laughs> right. Right, you have to take be, that into account. Right. Um, but so other news on the uh, on the international front as well. The women's Eagles have announced that they're going to be playing four matches in a in a fall tune up tour. They had the World Cup was supposed to be this summer in uh, August actually this month pushed a year again. But that's coming. That's on the horizon. You know that's pretty. That's that's not that far away in the grand scheme of things. So they'll play a kind of a fall tour 15s with their first match confirmed uh, against the Red Roses in England. Uh, so that, you know, something I'm really excited about. That's November 21st, they'll play that match. So I'm really excited to to watch that as well. It has been a long time since we have seen some women's 15s at the U.S. international level, seen a lot of their seven squad, obviously, uh, but not. it's been a very long time since, since we've seen some 15s. So that should be fun to watch. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if Christy Kirsch can make an appearance for this team. She's a former soccer player and, now a rugby player who had an amazing tournament in Tokyo for the sevens for the sevens team. She's somebody that can just score tries, run through people. Very exciting to watch. Hopefully she can make a name for herself on this squad. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd love to see kind of what crossover they get from the seven squad into the 15 side of things, you know, like Christy Kirsch. I think there's a lot of players that can, you know, make that, that transition uh, one, on my end being Ilona Mar, who, you know, was playing really well uh, in, in the sevens tournament as well, uh, I think could definitely make an impact on on the 15 side, you know, if, if they do uh, call her up for that. Uh, just also then wanted to shout out Tess Fury, someone else I'm excited to, to watch. You know, I spoke with her for an, an interview on Rugby Wrap-Up a little while ago. Uh, she's from Jersey, got Jersey roots. Uh, she played at Penn State as well. Uh, and, you know, she had kind of dedicated herself, as did many of the players over the summer, to, to training full-time for 15s, you know, ahead of that World Cup, getting a lot of prep work in. So excited to see what she brings to the table. Uh, and then just Gabby Cantorna is another name that I, I'm interested in, in hearing about. She tore it up for the Exeter Chiefs women's team um, over in Europe at fly half this year. Uh, so getting some international experience, you know, she'll be a key cog, I think, in that 15s team as well. Some more uh, MLR news uh, as we start wrapping up the big container here. San Diego Legion have hired a full-time head coach uh, in Danny Lee. So they had the co-coaches, Scott Murray and Zach Test, running things last season. Not everything went well, for the Legion, obviously, you know, a team that had been competitive for the first few seasons in the MLR struggled last year a little bit. 
Uh, so, you know, they'll bring in Danny Lee, a little change at head coach, and he'll also be the director of rugby, uh, just a former former All Black himself. Uh, his last stop coaching where he was currently was in Japan uh, in the top league at, at the uh, coaching the Honda Heat. Uh, so an interesting addition for the San Diego team. Uh, any thoughts on, on the new head coaching hire, Colby? Yeah, very interesting. I mean, the Legion are a team that found success during the early years of the MLR and kind of fell off this year. So interesting to go to the change uh, rather quickly, I would say. I mean, we saw Rugby United New York have success when they parted ways with Mike Tolkien and brought in Greg McWilliams. So we'll see if the Legion can sort of replicate that a little bit. Yeah, I think it's something you're seeing, you know, in the league, just how important that that position can be. Specifically, I think the director of rugby side of things, uh, you can get, you know, coaches with good X's and O's sense. But, you know, uh, we saw the kind of impact it had in Seattle this year when they made a change. Uh, you know, Keys Lensing was, was the head coach. And I think Houston made a similar adjustment in this offseason, bringing in a new director of rugby. So, you know, it's, it's programs looking to kind of get somebody who really, really knows the game at, uh, to, to lead things. And I think uh, you will see Danny Lee definitely has the resume. So, you know, we'll see if he can uh, bring the Legion back to to where they were. But I mean, again, I think they just suffered really from injuries this year that that squad is is impressive. You know, they they have a lot of really talented guys on that team young guys internationals um so i think they can pull it together next year i'm excited to kind of see their resurgence hopefully uh next season coming forward um, and I, i'm definitely not saying just to be clear that mike tolkien did not do a great job i mean right he right. led rugby united to new york to the semifinals and the mlr but i just think that they kept up that level of play with greg mcwilliams as well Right, we don't want to upset Mike Tolkien right off the bat here with our in our third episode of uh, so no disrespect. Come on the pod, Mike, if you want to refute Colby's claims. Um, we're always open. Uh, we have we have we, you know we'll, anytime you want to talk. Uh, but you know something I think that could be good for a resurgent San Diego side next year is that draft that we keep talking about. It's coming up uh, very shortly. Just some viewing details for the listening public. It starts at six thirty. And the first hour, if you're in the U.S., is going to be broadcast on Fox Sports 2, FS2. And then after that first hour, the rest is going to be on the Rugby Network. Uh, internationally, the whole thing is going to be on the Rugby Network. So you have a couple options. And that's 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when that starts. Uh, so make sure you tune in. You know, Get that first hour. Should be the, the first round, I'd imagine, uh, with some, some prep time. Um, but it will be out there. Uh, you know, the, the draft order that we're going to have is what it's looking like right now. Uh, Dallas will, will pick first, followed by Houston and Seattle, then Toronto, the Toronto Arrows, uh, then the San Diego Legion. We had a trade that I had seen reported uh, on the Goff Rugby Report as well as America's Rugby News. Uh, but New York has traded into uh, Old Glory DC's slot there after San Diego. So they'll have two first round picks. Uh, so New York in that slot followed by Austin, and then New England, then NOLA, uh, Rooney again, and then Utah and Atlanta, and rounding it out is Los Angeles, the MLR winners in 2021. Yeah, Zach, and while we're on the topic of the MLR draft, let's bring in the kid. Let's bring in Aaron Gray. Let's get to NOLA. Man, I appreciate you doing this, coming on, giving us your time. I know you're a busy man these days. Yeah, I appreciate you calling me. Yeah, I mean, like, tomorrow's a big day. For you and for a lot of college athletes, the MLR draft is obviously tomorrow, and you're going to have the 
opportunity or the possibility of going to a professional team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're somebody that played at a huge university and cuts down a very historic rugby college under a historic and legendary coach, Doc Jones, with a lot of great players. Um, I, you know, we obviously haven't met before. This is our first time talking. Yeah. And so I just, I'm just curious, like, how did you, um, you know, initially enroll into Cutstown? Like, what went into this, into the decision to go play rugby there? And how do you think your experience there prepared you for this next step in your career? Yeah, so it was it was a crazy story, kind of. Uh, I actually started off at uh, Will and Jesuit University. That's the Get first the first school I went to. Yeah, that was right out of high school because my high school coach, uh, he went there to go coach. So I, I, I was there for about a year. And I, I didn't really like the, the culture of it. The, I didn't like the school and I didn't like uh-huh. where it was. So I, when I was in high school, Kutztown was – they were talking to me. Uh, they they kind of wanted me to come out there, but I didn't go there straight out of high school. So after that first year, Will and I, I hit up the coach from uh, Kutztown, and this was like the a few weeks before school started. I hit him up and was like, "You still have any spots for me at Kutztown?" Stuff like that. So uh, he got back to me right away and he set it up. And like a week later, I was enrolled in Kutztown. So that's how that happened. I only knew one person there, which was Demonte Noble. Uh, we were playing together since high school, so I was talking to him a little bit. So that's how that that uh, custom happened. So, and, and it I, ended up working out for the best. It looks like. Yeah, it's it's brought me like so many opportunities that I feel like maybe Willing couldn't have gave me. Yeah, it's, it's just I've been a lot of places to play rugby, and it's all because of Kutztown and just giving me that exposure and uh, different opportunities. Yeah, and you brought up Demonte Noble. I mean, he's a guy that obviously was a dynamic player in college, had a nice little run with Old Glory this year in his first rookie season in the MLR. Talk about what it was like playing with him and uh, I guess what, what that – what be, being his teammate was like. Um, uh, just because, like, you know, I, I played, you know, Iona cuts down. We played against each other. He was just like – you know, he's the guy that we circled, you know, when we were about to play you guys previewing that matchup. And so it's just talk about, like, what – that aura around Noble, like what was it like being his teammate? It was it was great being his teammate because we, we already been friends since 10th grade of high school. So our connection was already there. We played on like four or five teams together before even going to Kutztown. So I feel like we always connected and we just have that same mindset. So I feel like we, we uh, work really well together. So I really enjoyed playing with Demonte. Great guy on the field and off the field. Who's got Who's got better footwork? <laughs> man, I don't, it's up to, to y'all, man. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, that one up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like we're both pretty good at it. So definitely, it's, it's Demonte's uh, got a year of uh, of MLR, you know, pro level training yeah, under his belt. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but. You, you know, Demonte's in, in DC. Uh, you know, you're in the DC area. Is that where you'd really want to go on draft day? Or do you, is there a club that you really want to hear call your name on, on draft night tomorrow? Or would you play anywhere, you know, that kind of calls? Yeah, I, I will play anywhere that calls because I feel like if a, if a team wants me, that just makes me feel even better about wanting to go there. So I'm not really – I don't really have a preference on what team. I'm just, I'm just ready to go. Whoever calls my name, I'm ready to play. That's what's up. And how have you been staying ready? I mean, obviously, there's been a big 
layoff since the last college rugby season because of the coronavirus pandemic. So what have you been doing physically? What have you been doing mentally to keep yourself ready for the possibility of playing pro rugby in a couple of months? Yes, uh, all summer I've been playing sevens. Uh, Played for a team called Beltway Elite in the DMV area. Uh, I go to the gym almost every day, every other day, just trying to stay fit, keep my cardio up, uh, strength training, stuff like that. So I'm I'm fit. I'm I'm ready to go. I got one more semester at Kutztown coming up, so that starts next week. So I'm I'm just ready to play. And Aaron, yeah, you know, I've watched the highlight tapes. I've really enjoyed watching the highlight tapes and watching you just make people look absolutely <laughs> ridiculous uh, trying to, to bring you down. You know, you're an elite finisher, obviously. How well-rounded do you feel like your game is outside of that explosive ability on offense? I mean, is there anywhere like you're working on uh, or hope to improve at the next level, or do you feel like you're a total package heading into the league? Uh, I feel like I'm a really versatile player, but I do have some stuff that I do want to work on, such as like uh, such as kicking and want to become a more uh, dynamic player by kicking. Uh, I feel like I have the physicality to play on defense, the speed to keep up with the pro level MLR players. So I feel like if I add some kicking, uh, some kicking to my game, then I, I'll be pretty much well-rounded at the next level. So I want to like touch on some of like your workout stuff. Like what's your go-to, you know, you're waking up, you got to get your workout in. Like what, what does your day look like between like rugby skills and like in what you do in the gym? Like what does that look like? Yeah, so, so at the gym, I, I always start my workout off with a mile, a mile run. Uh, and then I go into, I usually do uh, so, uh, CrossFit training. So I don't really, I don't go to the gym saying I'm, I'm working on arms and back today. I do, I do full body. Uh, and I learned that from uh, our strength and conditioning coach at Kutztown. So I've been doing that ever since then, just working on every part, every muscle of my body. Maybe not at a heavy rate, but get a lot of reps in. So I do that, I do my workout, and then I end it off with another mile just so I can keep my cardio up. Uh, and then I have a I have a field by my house, a nice turf field. So I do some. Uh, that's why I do my field sessions at working on like agility and kicking and. Just getting sprinting on the field and stuff like that. Uh, and one of my one of my favorite workouts, which is non rugby related, is uh, playing basketball. <laughs> I, I feel like that's okay. the, the best cardio, running up and down the court for for hours. So that's where okay. I really get my cardio in at. There is nothing like basketball shape. Nothing like being in basketball shape. Yeah, Colby's got a pretty solid intramural team he's playing on. He's too modest oh, yeah. to talk about. See, it, why are you so. why are you lying, Zach? Why are you, why are you lying to the man? We suck. We've won one game. We just got knocked out of the playoffs, man. We need your we need someone like you, I guess. We need, I love, some, we need some help. I love basketball. What what kind of like what are you a point guard, shooting guard? I'm like a like a one two guard. I'm uh-huh. really I'm really a shooter, so but I'm a, I'm kind of a playmaker too, but I'm really a shooter. So I'll say the two guard. And when uh, did you decide kind of rugby was a sport for you or what is it that you kind of love about rugby that, that kind of sets it apart maybe from some of the other sports you, you grew up playing? Yeah. So I started playing rugby in uh 10th grade. So I actually was kind of a baseball. That was my number one sport, but the school I moved to, didn't have baseball anymore and and they happen to have rugby so that's where I learned about rugby and ever since then it's been my number one sport 
like over football and basketball, anything. I just like the the versatility of it, uh, how you can do so many different things and kicking, passing, offense and defense, uh, like all at once, you know, not taking any breaks and stuff like that. So that's the part I love about it. Is there anybody that I, I know, Zach, you kind of wanted to ask him this, but is there anybody maybe in the MLR that you watch closely that you maybe like to model your game after? Or was there anything interesting that you saw from this past season um, if you were following Major League Rugby at all? Uh, yeah, I was definitely following it. Uh, if I was watching a lot of different positions, I, I, I like how DeMonte came in, making an impact at the wing. Uh, I've been watching a lot of young players like uh, Ryan James from uh, L.A. I love mm -hmm. his game. Uh, Cecil Africa, uh, Mike DeBoulis, all these different like fullback and wings trying to see different positions. So not just like focusing on a wing, so maybe I won't just play wing. So I'm, I want to be able to play multiple. It was interesting. Uh, DeMonte in another interview on Rugby Wrap-Up said that Mike DeBoulis was the fastest player in, in D.C., uh, which like shocked some of us to think about. But he's got some wheels. Yeah. So I don't know uh, if, if you think you'd take him in a foot race if you if you did run against him. But I mean, I'm, uh, up, I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> <but I don't... laughs> did you uh, did you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say uh, we, we played against him like during college and stuff and he played like fly half. So I don't really I didn't really get to see his wheels. What was it big for you to like see a pathway to kind of pro rugby in the States? And, you know, how how important is the there, you know, the draft concept and like the fact that there's a pro rugby league? How did that change, you know, your approach to the game, if at all? Like, did, did you say like, oh, wow, now maybe, I, you know, I have a chance to, to kind of do this at a really high level uh, at some point? Or has it always kind of been a goal to, to get that going? Uh. Yeah, so it's it's been huge that uh, this pathway has been cre created. Uh, I feel like this was always a goal of mine, just to play professional rugby. But I never, I never really thought that I would be have a chance to play in the MLR like 15s because coming into uh, rugby, I'm I was more of a sevens player. Uh, so over the years, I've been trying to develop my game, trying to uh, be good at sevens and 15s. So, so now once I heard about the draft and stuff, it it just it just gave me hope that uh, I had a chance to play at the next level in 15s, not just seven. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you definitely have the ability to, and I'm sure I don't need to be telling you this, but I, you know, your game is just dope. It, it's fun Appreciate to watch. It. You play an exciting brand of rugby, and you know, I, I just can't wait to see what your future holds. Uh, hopefully, we could see that race with Mike DeBoulis yeah. at, at some point if you cross <laughs> paths with him. Um, we want forward. exclusive rights as the Drink Up podcast to televise that, though. So, you know, like you'll be the first friend of the pod, yeah. Aaron, if you let us in on, you know, when you guys line up, uh, oh, yeah, we'll, I got we'll you. get that on, on camera. I'll make sure you're the first to know. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Well, yeah, that wraps up uh, everything I wanted to ask you, my man. Um, Appreciate it. I just, yes. are you excited about tomorrow night? Like what, you know, is, is it going to be a huge thing? Are you going to watch? Like, how are you going to, you know... Uh, is it how big? How big is it for you to, to kind of see this moment? This is this is so huge for me right now. I might not look like nervous right now, but <laughs> literally the past 10, 10 days, I can't even sleep at night. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm so excited and nervous at the same time because I literally have no idea what's going to happen. It's not like they, not like I have any insight on where I'm going or if I'm even going. But 
I, that's I'm so I'm just excited and nervous at the same time. I'm I'm so ready for tomorrow. We're having a a watch party at my house with my family and friends. So hopefully, well, good luck, man. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. That's what's up. Yeah, wishing you the best of luck for sure. Appreciate that. Wow, thanks so much to Aaron Gray for taking the time sitting with us. I thought that was a really great conversation, Colby. You know, I'm excited for his future in the league, and uh, I'm glad we have a new friend of the pod now. So I'm happy to have him back on, you know, anytime. Yeah, really cool dude, really down to earth, seems to be working hard, seems to be excited. Hopefully he can get some sleep tonight. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine what he's going through, but I'm I'm very happy for him. It's always good to see uh, a brother having success in, in rugby. And so I, I wish nothing but the best for him. And so that same feeling he has for the draft is what I feel every time I sit down to record this podcast with you, Colby. It's just like the biggest 30 minutes of my of my life uh, every time. So I thank you for, for sitting down. Uh, I thank the listeners for coming in. If you guys want to be a friend of the pod, make sure you rate, make sure you subscribe, make sure you review, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Drink Up blog, follow at uh, me, Landing Zach, follow at Colby Marshall. What, what's your Twitter handle, Colby? Hit, tell me, tell at the fans. Colby Marshall 2 on Twitter. At Colby Marshall 2, follow the legend. Uh, you know, Follow us wherever we go. We're going to be churning out A-plus content like this all the time. So thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of The Drink Up, the college rugby pod, the best one that's out there, hosted by Colby and Zach. Uh, that's, you know, we definitely won that. Uh, so tune in again after the draft. We're going to have a reaction pod. Hopefully I have a special guest on there for you guys to kind of react to some of the picks. That'll be Friday. Make sure you glue to your computers for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so Colby, thank you again. And thank you all. And we will see you on Friday later this week. Go Gales!